Hello, everybody. Welcome to Quantum Witch Cafe. Tonight I have on Trustika. He is a writer, a musical genius, a healer, and a Christian mystic. So uh, let's get started. How are you tonight, sir? Hey, I'm well. How are you? Thanks for having me. Doing well, doing well too. So um, what I wanted to talk about is your book, The Spirit Realm. Now, not a lot of Christian folk will go out and write about this stuff. But I did see you on Max's channel, and I was like, I need to talk to this guy because a lot of people that I know that are Christian are not Christian mystics. And I started as a Christian witch. So um, long line of Catholic school from me uh, until high school. Got into a lot of trouble there because of my weirdness. Um, I had my first sighting at age five of a UFO, and then the mm. nuns were like, you're lying. God doesn't make stuff like that. So, <laughs> um, that's where it all started. We have a lot of common things. Um, I too, you mentioned in your book and other podcasts that you kind of went down the uh, the the naughty route, like the uh, yeah. low vibrational route. Um, mm -hmm. I too was into, um, and I don't talk about this a lot because it scares people, but I was into the Satanic Bible. I was into Necronomicon, mm -hmm. and same as you, I kind of got into this like, you ask for those things to come, they come, and they don't normally come in a controlled way. So um, here I am in my grandma's house and she's like yelling at demons all night. She was a medium <laughs> because of me. <laughs> so so um, yeah, that took a lot of undoing um, to kind of yeah. like, that was an on and off thing until my dad committed suicide in grades in a junior high or not, sorry, before I was driving freshman year. Mm. So I was like 15, is that sophomore year? I was 15, but um that is when I really got consumed by the darkness. Do you know what I mean? Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Because I, you know, like I, I didn't, that was a horrible thing to happen for me. And I just remember one night, like I had enough of the whole um, demonic astral attack thing happening. And I went to my friend's house and he was Mormon. He was the only accepting person that I knew. And I thought to me, like he represented what Jesus actually stood for. And I drove, I ended up going to his house, having a whole meltdown, and he gave me his Mormon, his book of Mor his Mormon, his book of Mormon, and I swear I drove home that night with that book, I, and I was sure in my mind that the devil was going to have me roll my car or something, mm. because the closer I try to get to God, the the yeah. harder the attacks would become. So I know you had similar experiences with that. Um, what finally pulled you out of that? Because I mean. I mean yanked out you got yanked out enough to write a whole book yeah <laughs> pretty much what you're talking about you know we've seen similar shades of darkness i would say and and know that that realm is 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 real uh, but we're called to it you know we're called to um be travelers beyond or between the realms you know you mentioned wanting to talk about dreams and stuff and that's something that we do when we dream you know and so um Tapping into that stuff, I bit off more than I can chew. I was I was 15, you know, when all this came to a, a head. How, how old were you? Uh, so I started in, I want to say, like, seventh grade. I just had this, like, this draw to, like, the dark side, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. I would be going to church, and I would feel the Holy Spirit. And when I mm. would feel it, it would hurt. Wow. Like, it would hurt me. Mm. Um, so what about I, now, what about now today doing your practice as a quantum witch? Like, yeah. Um, what about the Holy spirit now? Okay. So I have to tell you a little bit of, you know, kind of how I received the Holy spirit the first time, mm -hmm. because ever since I, ever since kindergarten, 
I had this like light and dark battle and we all do. Mm-hmm. And people don't talk about it. It's all love and light. It's all Jesus and holy water. Or it's the, the, the people are so extreme when everything yeah, has a right. lot of gray in us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's just that whole. So I, that has been a struggle my whole life. And I finally ended up when I was 26 receiving the Holy Spirit. I had gone back and forth a lot. Um, I had like a super scary ex and I was just, I started going to church and I realized how, um, how our relationship was actually damaging. And this was for a very long time. I was with him since I was 18. I went to church with my boss. I was working at a hair salon and he was known, like he was always like, let's go to church. His name was Jerry Watkins. Uh, he's like, let's go to church, let's go to church. And him and the co-owner of the salon would like, basically like try to get everybody to go to church. It was Christian, it was non-denominational, and I just needed something to like, I don't know, I felt, I've, I've always felt the calling to go back to God, um, even though I identify as a witch. There's always that divine calling to me where like, he doesn't wanna let me go completely and I don't wanna let him go completely but I almost feel like I just, I don't know what to do at this point. So then I went to church one day and I was reading about the Holy Spirit because I was, I was kind of rationalized. Like, like the book of Daniel talks about a lot of mystical things. The Bible has a lot of mystical things in it and things that people would say magic. Right. Yeah. So I started reading about the Holy Spirit a lot and I was like, okay, fruits of the spirit. These are kind of aligning with like some gifts that I have. My grandma was a medium and, you know, in spirituality and witchcraft, we call them clairs, but everybody calls them clairs once you realize about it, which you know what it is, I guess. Um, and I was like, I don't think this is bad. I think this is a gift. And I just remember going to his church one day and they were calling people up and like whenever people would sing these, um, I was kind of like a rocker metalhead. So the person that kind of pulled me out of that was Brian Welch, his book, because my friend wow. gave me and I saw that you interviewed him. Um, yeah. My friend gave me his book and it was like right when it came out. Um, I had just got back from Vegas, like it was wild. Um, and hearing his story, she's like, well, if he can get saved, you can get saved. <laughs> Cause he was like a rock star. You know, you just thought you were a rock star, but he was actually a rock star. <laughs> so I read his book and I was like, holy shit. And then I heard his music and I was like, this is Jesus music. Like I was just so confused by everything. <laughs> But I went to church around that time and I literally like I walked up to the pastor and I could feel like that that feeling mm-hmm. that I thought was pain, but it was only pain because I had never felt that kind of love, if that makes any sense. Yeah. And the, the I walked up to the pastor, he's like, Can I anoint you? So he has a little bottle of holy oil and he literally like barely touches me and makes like a cross, right? And next thing I know it, I'm just like <laughs> tipping over. And I had like this whole like energy through my body it was almost like it was ecstasy and i remember laying there and there was like women that i knew that didn't speak english they spoke spanish only and i could understand them and i don't i understand a little bit of spanish but not to the extent of like they were praying over me and i was understanding them and then there was a gentleman in there that he had like a heavy stutter he couldn't get one word out and he was speaking so clearly but I have to say, you know who else was there, right? Telling me I was being stupid and all this shit. The enemy. Yeah. So that was the most amazing experience I had. And then after that, I had more um, experiences with Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Wow. That's awesome. So right now, I don't know. Like right now I am 
I say quantum wish because I'm not in a coven. Um, I believe in that physics and magic and what we experience in any religion, it's all the same. It's all energy. It's all vibration. Yeah. If it's channeled, if it's channeled, you know, right. You know, um, again, you, you mentioned like, um, you know, some of it kind of being hazy or whatever, or a mixture, you know, we got the mixture of the light and the dark coming together and which, you know, which one wins, you know, out of the light and in the dark and, um, which one wins in our life, which one wins in our mind, uh, every year, every month, every week, every day, right. We have to kind of choose and get to fight those battles and, and, and feed those wolves, right. The light and the darkness that's within us. And so, um, yeah, it's a, it is a, it is a, a daily thing. And, uh, interesting. You, you talk about how, you know, you felt the, the Holy spirit and it. it felt like it was, it was hurting in the idea was like the light that is coming into those dark areas. It's, it's ridding darkness out of our, our bodies and out of our minds and out of our spirit. And so when we've been, when we've had that, that darkness, you know, our whole lives, or let's just go even deeper, our mm. mothers and our grandmothers and yeah. grandfathers have had that same Absolutely. darkness and it was passed down. So when that piece of us is being torn, a piece of us that 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 is not serving, that is not loving, that is angry, that is egotistical, that is combative. And then when we let that go and we surrender to that light, man, yeah, it does feel like a, a war. You know what I'm saying? But right. when it's like when you feel that encounter, it's like it is a war, but it's like love won. And, it, you know, yeah. at least this day. Yeah. Something changed. Something was imparted. Something, something beautiful, you know. And so, man, I just that whole relationship and that encounter, you know, mine was very similar to having this beautiful, blissful body engulfed with flames kind of uh, experience upon a right. pump profession for me. So, yeah, very similar yeah. experience. I've never really talked to anybody about that outside of like the people that were there that day. And they ended up kind of like, um, distancing themselves from me because I was so back and forth, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? And, you know, they were married. I was like still trying to like, I was still dating people. So it wasn't, you know, appropriate in the church. They were saying for us to even be friends, mm -hmm. but I was so wild and trying to like turn it around that I didn't feel comfortable talking to the women in that church because they were, they had never been like, I've suffered demonic attacks since I was little. So, it's one of those things where they've never actually experienced that like in the physical um, night after night to the point where you're afraid to go to sleep. And then you have the whole extraterrestrial thing getting mixed in with it. I was like, I'm crazy. I don't know who to talk to anymore. <laughs> like, I'm just, yeah. um, and I often wondered, I was like, am I like part demon? Cause I can't get away from, I keep like going back and forth. Like <laughs> I can't stop, you know, um, uh, just, testing the boundaries i don't hurt people i love my, yeah. i love everybody i love this world i love humanity um i would never like actually hurt somebody on purpose um but i still struggle with like trusting um i guess the bible in general you know you go into some of that in your book you talk about the apocrypha and how some books were like taken away and some of it was like translated by these people trying to manipulate the word of God to, um, for a certain agenda. But I always tell people I'm like, they were dumb. They left, they still left a lot in there for us to use. You just have oh, to yeah. look for it. Yeah. The Bible is the most magical, the most esoteric book on the planet. Hands down, hands down. Um, it, it is a book of alchemy. 
it is a book of you ascending from your lower animalistic fleshly nature into becoming a beautiful hue light being in that transformation process of daily choosing good daily adding towards that light body or the de you know degenerate side of us that we all have every every person has it and so it, like following the example and, and teachings of christ are, is like the tutorial of how to do it but it gets so much more of when you're getting into the alchemy of how it's done and what it looks like and spirit like what's going on in the spirit world when i choose good what goes on inside of me how is how was grace uh imparted to me when does it when is it imparted to me and a lot of stuff that i've been studying this last week it's cool we're having this discussion that i found that it, it's imparted to you in the dream state when you go to oh, sleep absolutely. when you go through the when, when the sun goes down it starts a cycle of everything that you did for from the day comes back to visit you and so that's where you know you know what the witching hour is and i spoke about it in my book the yes, witching hour is believed by you know all spiritual traditions really that Absolutely. when the sun is the furthest away from uh, from us at that wherever we are on the planet and so that spirits are loosed to that region that have to come and visit those people the next day or for the next several months until you deal with that darkness if you've right. the acts that you're doing the deeds that you're committing it signs legal contracts and there's literally a legal battle in the heavens and in the spirit world that takes place uh while we sleep and so yeah. beings and spirits come to visit us and they're loose and maybe they stick with us maybe they stick with our our, our family tree like i mentioned oh yeah and so generational curses right generational curses and this is stuff that happens in the dream state while we're asleep and angels come to visit you god brings re rewards he's a rewarder to he has great rewards and benefits and he takes care of you and he opens doors and he shuts others that that no man can shut or open so all of this is happening within a 24 span period of the deeds that you've committed the type of lies that you've told if you stole anything during the day the bible says to not let the sun go down on your anger because if the sun goes down and you bring that thing with you in the dream state yes. it may come and visit you so confess it get it out of you get it off of you while the sun is still up so when the sun goes down you have oil in your lamp to make it through the night and so this is happening in a 24-hour period so god gives us visions and dreams but in order to deal with visions and dreams you got to get the lower level stuff out of the way a good friend of mine richie talks about like if you have the dreams and the visions and things that are coming to you you need to get them out you need you need to write them down because as you write them down, you create you're you're opening up more room on your hard drive to receive more yeah. downloads, if you will, oh, wow. and go to the next level. So all of this is happening in, in the day. If you've been if if you haven't forgiven somebody, like every night when you put your head on your pillow, you got to deal with that. And that now yourself, right? Like yourself for sure. Yourself. <laughs> Probably first and foremost, for sure. Yeah. Um, but if you don't deal with it, it begins to spread. And it becomes like a cancer throughout your yeah. whole body. So that's why you don't take it take it to bed with you. You get rid of it before you go to sleep. You ask for forgiveness. You confess it. You tell somebody whatever you need to do. Transmute the energy, burn sage. I don't care. You just any of those yeah. things are symbolic. They're like, hey, I don't want it. I don't want this no more. Yeah. And I, I can recognize it. The biggest thing is being able to recognize that stuff. The majority of people don't even know they can lie, cheat, and steal. 
in their conscience is seared. They don't even know that they yeah. did something wrong. But for, for us that it weighs on us, like, man, I shouldn't have did oh, that. Yeah. Okay, make recompense. I'm I'm sorry. Listen, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna donate, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make it right. right. So that now when you go to bed and you enter into that dream state, that same place that we go to bed is the same place of you know meditation and prayer. It's when you close right. your eyes, you're hacking the dream state. So we're going back to that place. And so as long as you're doing that with yourself, the spirits and everything else that is loosed in that whole cycle, it's not going to deal with you in a negative way because during your waking hours, you're already doing the inner work. We're like, we, we're, we're in a company of people who search and we look for things to like, to make sure that we don't have any, you know, character traits that are, that's running people off or if we're self-sabotaging and burning bridges anytime a good person comes into our life or whatever. So that's a daily process. And so Jesus, like all of his, his parables, all of his teachings in his life shows us how to ascend, how to get the darkness out and receive more light and more light and more light to come in. So when we deal with that stuff, when we tap in, then God can tell you things about the future. Then you'll get dreams about other stuff going on. If not, you're going to be plagued about with with dreams and nightmares about stuff that that you're carrying that you shouldn't be carrying yeah. unforgiveness and hatred and bitterness and you're still mad at somebody that lied right. to you in the third grade it's like hold on listen you got to deal with that <laughs> it just spread it spreads like a cancer and then you start projecting on people that didn't hurt you you start projecting right. on people that resemble those same character oh, uh, yes. character traits that isn't even that same person they just look like them or yeah. it's another man, or it's another woman, or it's another exactly. Christian. Yeah, all Christians are the same. They're, yeah. uh, they just judge you. Listen, I, not all of them. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So we, we got to make sure that we're in the light and in the peace and the grace. And so as long as we're in that, that's welcoming this process of ascension. That I'm, yeah. I'm willing to get rid of anything that holds me down and keeps me bound to this carnal level. I'm not going to get dreams. I'm not going to get visits and visitations from angels and from the good spirits. You'll get dreams. Yeah. You'll get visitations. But yeah. just like we figured out early yeah. on, they weren't weren't quite fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's another thing you deal with is like um, it's not like so for me, like it was definitely a generational thing. Like I had a dad mm -hmm. with depression. I had a mom that had stuff. Every man in my life had some bullshit, mm -hmm. um, you know, in my family, even before I started dating. Um, my grandma had some, she was very gifted, but I don't, nobody taught her how to protect herself. So she was just like an open channel all the time. And she, she loved God. Like she was, she had faith, but she was kind of like me. Like she knew who the man was, but um, like we were very curious about other things. And I think that it's great that your book shows people how to use these things, but stay in accordance with like, um, with the highest vibration. Yeah. Um, nobody taught me that nobody taught my grandma that even my yeah. great grandma so they're practicing these like uh things and they're mixing you know native traditions with catholicism and it's kind of like they just i feel like they just had their channel wide open mm -hmm. and yes we have beings watching us um archangels all sorts of angels and other mm -hmm. ancestor spirits but um they they never really gave them permission i don't think so it's like and they still fight for you even if, whether you know it or not um yeah so it's just it's finding that um the way to use these gifts in a way that isn't going to leave you too wide open because like you said you go to sleep 
it all comes to you because you really are in a transcendental state when you sleep. And I just, I just have known this my whole life because I've been a lucid dreamer since I could dream, I feel like. So, mm -hmm. but with all that generational stuff and all those um, attachments with my family members as a child, those low vibrational entities that we call demons will definitely come into your dreams too. And if you have those walking around the day, you're picking them up because you're doing things to hurt yourself or somebody else or humanity sometimes, yeah. they are like, hey, we're here in dream time, which is another mm -hmm. realm. And then you try to get away from them. They don't want you to go back to the light, especially the closer you get to the light. I always tell people they bark really loud on the way out because I've moved demons out of people's homes before. Um, just in the past couple of years, I've been, I felt enough, um, I felt strong enough to do it. Um, doesn't mean I wasn't like, holy shit when I first started doing it, but, um, they just, they are so loud on the way out, but it's almost like a dog barking with no teeth. Once you realize, once you step into your own sovereignty, um, it's, they yeah. just like all bark. And if you let them bite, hell yeah, they will, they'll grow teeth. But for the most part, once you realize who you're, it's like, do you know who my father is kind of thing? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And no, yeah, you got to know who, who your father is and, and, and know who you are. You know, you're, you're a child of the King, you're a child of the, the creator and, and the uh, creator who created them also created you and, and, and he loves you and we get to pick and we get to choose. And so, I mean, they, they have a role, you know, and I, I, I tried to cover that in my book and um, I'm un unpacking that more every day is the role that these beings, even the lower nature beings have. And it's a, you know, their role is called consequence, right? Their role is, Hey, if you play with fire, it's going to be uncomfortable. Something has to burn you, you know? And, um, and even, you know, it's just all throughout the scriptures of that God, the Bible says God chastises those in, in whom he loves. And that word just means to, yeah. to, uh, correct you. He gives you correction. And so sometimes it's harsh correction. Sometimes it's a hard lesson, but it's a hard lesson that could save your life. And it yeah. very much so can save your soul. So I'm so thankful. Now, back in the day, trust me, I wanted to be so far removed from such entities. And I was yeah. going insane. I was going to be putting a straight jacket, you name yeah. it. So going through it is another story. But now in hindsight, I'm thankful for God, the creator, for allowing me to get through that and allowing me to go go through that for real. And I, and I, I respect those demons. I, I fear them enough to not want to, like there's a holy reverence and a holy fear right. of like of, of, of the same reason why I'm not going to go jump in a fire. I mean, it's oh, exactly. a holy reverence and a holy fear. I'll use fire. I use it to, to, to cook with, you know, and, and we have a relationship, but I'm not going to abuse it. I'm not going to do anything stupid right. or foolish. So everything has a consequence either for the dark or for the light. And so I'm right. thankful that in hindsight and in contemplation, we're able to see how all things are used for our good or for our ascension, if you will. Yeah, and you touch on that in the book. You say basically um, that um, like the demons that are, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like in your path, you know, and you said they won't attack, they're, they don't work unless they, they're not allowed to work without God letting them work. Yeah. Or you can let them in too, right? But yeah. um, in most cases, even that ends up being, um a lesson if you mm -hmm. make it through now some people don't make it through um know, some yeah. people get caught up in the whole um like some people that are witches like i won't use my i won't use what i know to hurt somebody yeah. and even i don't do spells just to like 
help myself. I don't, I'm not like, I don't do a lot of spells because I know that that energy is coming from somewhere. If you don't know where you're harnessing it from now, if I'm tapping into like a divine channel and taking the energy from there, I'm not taking it from the earth, but some people don't tap in. They tap into the people around them. They end up being psychic vampires, even if they don't realize they're doing it. Um, it's, it's a scary thing once you, uh, dip, you go into, but when you come out of it, you realize you're so much better. And I really admire uh, your faith because I know that you've been through a lot just from hearing a couple of your podcasts, you talk about yourself a little bit and you know, you give, you give, to, uh, you give of yourself too. You don't just ask people things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important because when people know your story, um, they're more likely to be like, Oh, well, like I came from like, like you're the first person I've heard talk about, you know, going down a more questionable path initially. And I, I'd never talked to anybody about that. Honestly, maybe like a couple of people just you're this is the first person you're the first person that I talked to openly about it because yeah, I'm glad I'm glad I have a contrast right like I'm glad I made it out and I'm glad I'm able to kind of like look at the balance there's a balance between the two and Absolutely. you're not supposed to be unequally yoked or unequally balanced and so that is you know if it's it's off kilter so um again going through it you can't see it you know, yeah. and, and even even so on this side of the light, it's it's easy to forget. It's easy to feel like that was another lifetime ago. For me, it was it was over 20 years ago. So it does feel like a lifetime. But to, to remember and to make myself remember and to never forget, you know, those things, because there was a lesson in it. And it would be I would be foolish to uh, to not learn from my mistakes and, and, to, and, and to forget where I came from in order to know where you're going. You got to know where you came from. So those stories are precious to me and I know that they can help people. And, um, and we're trying to figure things out and there's people who are in that right now. And like you said, not everybody makes it out. Like that's the thing. It's like, yeah. everybody's not a, a given to make it out. Listen, I know people who are in steeped into occultism and opening up doors, to all kinds of spirits and they die in the midst of it. Oh, they yeah. take their own oh, life right. or they go insane and listen. Well, just like I gotta, I gotta be that energy, You know, like um, some people get those big energy surges during like ritual, especially shit like the Nokonomicon, like holy crap. Like, you know, it's insane that people can take like an energetic hit of that, like of that vibration, and they end up getting really sick after even people that do Reiki get sick when they don't ground that energy. So yeah. yeah, it's pretty. People do die because of it, or they keep that one demon that will take them down until it actually takes them down. Like you know, alcoholism, whatever yeah. um, addiction that you have that is killing you. Some people, it's food. Some people, it's work. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, being so, able to—I mean, being self-aware again, going back to the dream state. This whole thing is is kickstarted. This process is kick kickstarted through through prayer and uh contemplation is which is which is meditation you know the early mystics and the early church fathers they really they were big mystics on like spending hours by themselves you know and just you know thinking about god's word and thinking about their what they did but you know that day and they were just mindful of everything and and a lot of that's coming back you know this mindful just to be uh, attuned with your with not just your body but your spirit as well to be attuned with your spirit. So you know if something's off kilter, you know if something's out of alignment right. because it, it doesn't feel right. So tapping into that process of, again, the dream state, because if you, you, you're doing the same thing, when you're, when you're dreaming, you're 
you're going through the cycles of contemplation. And so better you to deal with it again during the day while the sun's up versus to let the stuff come in and, and visit you at night or to, you know, sink in and you carry it for days and yeah. um, just su submitting to that process, man, just being open. So how do you suggest, I always tell, so the couple months ago, beginning of summer, I taught a dream class. It was very introductory level. I was trying to teach people how to, um, to interpret their own dreams because this is something that um, the book of Daniel is probably one of the few books that resonated with me because he did all these things that other, that witches are judged for. Right. Mm -hmm. So to me, I'm not saying Daniel was a witch, obviously, but he tapped into his like so many different skills in that book. But for the everyday person that is kind of new to working with their dreams and kind of coming out of that whole like, you know, people like people are so big to tell their kids, oh, that was just a dream. That was just a dream. Or yeah. you were just dreaming. But to me, like maybe it's just like the way I grew up and my dad's side is Native American. Maybe that coming into play. And my grandma took she she always asked about dreams. Um, she had dream dictionaries, you know. How does this so I know how I tell people is, you know, you have to ground, you have to meditate. But for somebody that is kind of, you know, I know a lot of people that are Christian and they're kind of opening up more to um their spiritual gifts and they're opening up more to questioning what they've been taught maybe in a church that was very rigid and not open to the stuff that you talk to about your book, mm -hmm. which obviously I would recommend the book. I've recommended this book to people that are like, but I've been Catholic my whole life and now I'm having these experiences. I'm like, you, this is the book because people are like, where should I start? I'm like, okay, if you're coming from a Christian background, I didn't know where to send them. But now with your book, I'm like, you got to get this book. <laughs> <laughs> but so how, what would you tell the, per, per, the person that's trying to work in their dream state and with more intention? Um, I talk to people about like setting dream intentions using oils and crystals, but for like the person that just realized like, Hey, my dreams actually mean something and I want to work here. Um, how do I protect myself in the dream state? How do I start integrating myself into being more lucid and awake in my dreams? I know it's the same word, but some people don't know what lucid means. Mm. So how do they start waking up in their dreams to actually work? Because to me, um, like you said, the dream site is another realm and I work, I, I do a lot of work during that time and yeah. everybody does what they realize it or not. But what would you tell somebody that wants to be more intentional about their dreaming basically? Yeah. I mean, there's so many different ways that you were, that we can go with it, but um, to be intentional, I think, which is to, to really act like activate that, that place or, or almost hack the dream state is, is the, uh, the states, the cycles that you go through when your body's falling asleep and you have rapid eye movement. So you're going to sleep and your body, your eyes start moving faster. That's when you're getting ready to fall asleep and go into REM sleep. So it's to be aware, like to, to be focused. And usually it's to, to hold a thought, to hold an intention of something that you want to do. So when you're going into that state and your body's falling asleep, like it's not to let your body automatically fall asleep and then you don't have any control over your mind anymore. Um, it's to be present in that state and then you find yourself lucid in the dream. Um, and so that's, that's a, a place where a lot of things can happen where you can actually explore a little bit. I'll say that, but, you know, again, through tying that back in with prayer and meditation, for me, those two go hand in hand. It's this, um, you know, contemplation is that we can, we can hack the dream state while we're awake, you know, and that's what, that's what, you know, meditation is, it's that contemplation, that inner 
sitting in silence and focusing on the void in front of you and to actually go into the void. And now that's the, that's the interesting thing. And that's where, where creation happens that it comes like, if you focus on the blackness in front of you, don't, and you get better at this instead of letting your mind wander and having other thoughts and it's through meditation. Listen, you practice through meditation, but it'd be the same thing that you do when you lay on your bed and begin to enter that first realm of sleep. Um, but eventually, if you can focus on the blackness in front of you and you can try to go into that blackness and when thoughts come, you push it out the way, you don't follow it. You keep your intention focused right on that in front of you. For me and for so many people um, out of the void, out of that blackness, a light comes. There's a light that eventually shows up and and it, it starts moving around. It's in your vision. It's moving and you try to follow it. You almost try to go into it. You try to like go into that light and it's moving, it's moving. Eventually it'll take you. It's actually almost trying to put you into a trance and bring you deeper into the dream state. And so where you can receive, and that's, we would call that the Holy spirit. You know, it's, it's a teacher, it's a guide, it's guiding you. It's lulling you deeper into the trance state so that you can receive information, whatever you need for that day. And that's the that's the key thing. What do I need? Instead of trying to trying to do something, try to figure out what is it that you need first. So like get an agenda. And again, I think that's where prayer comes. It's like being attuned of, of what you need and what's good for you versus trying to, you know, be the own, you know, author of your 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 um your life. Like God has a perfect plan for you, like beyond your wildest dreams and try to work with the creator versus working against them and even working in the dream state. So for me, those those in- encounters and those experiences have been really um, monumental in my life of going into the light. So you're actually going into the light. So much stuff happens when you do that. You, you may eventually feel it pull you in and you'll start seeing like waves and mm-hmm. just like it almost feels like you're traveling. Really in the like yeah, it's so cool. Like the, the light gets bigger. Eventually, I think it becomes stationary. When that happens, actually, actually, like yeah, you, you, walk into you enter a, a, a portal. It is a portal in, in the dream state. And, and you go to the place where you meet with the creator. And whatever you need, whatever it downloads and epiphanies and, hey, I need you to change this. Hey, have you thought about that? Like, that's a place where you just, it's, Nothing can stand in the way. It's where we came from. It's going back to the book of Genesis where the earth was formless and yeah. void. Yeah. It was the, where darkness covered the face of the deep. And then a light shone in the midst of it with the sun. And the sun represents Christ. The sun represents the, the you know, leading and, and, and guiding of the Holy Spirit. So here you are sitting in darkness and the light comes. Creation starts coming out of that creation about your life. What's next? What do we need to create? What do you need to put in? Sometimes you got to throw stuff in there. Oh, yeah. You got to give it up. There's things, you know, giving up things or saying, hey, I'll give you this. And OK, I'm going to give you that. It's a it's a purification process as well. So hacking the dream state, that's how you start it. And for each and every one of us, you know, our lives and our journeys are so different. But there's so many, you know, beautiful messages and, and the next steps to take. And yeah. so. um dreams and fears and all that you go to that place and make that a regular place to go to and that's the place where you and the creator meet and um a lot there's been so much that happens there um there's different realms though you know what i'm saying there's so much more to explore 
and to, you know, different chambers and different places of your heart to even explore. Yeah. It was always this notion of leaving the body. And I've, and I talk about it. I romanticize it, if you will, leaving the body, going out through your crown and traveling. Yeah. But I found the most beautiful and intense experiences were not to try to leave my body, but to try to go into myself in the chambers. And we are the portal isn't to get out of yourself. You are the portal to enter into through the the light body that you've been activating through contemplation, through prayer, by being a good person. You have light within you is to find that light, use it as fuel to go to that place in which you need. So go in yourself to get out if you want to explore the cosmos if you want to explore your neighborhood whatever it is don't try to project your consciousness outside of yourself people do that i've tried it i found it more powerful and more effective to go within because the bible says the kingdom of heaven is within you it's not outside of you it's not above you it's not below below you but it is in you so to go in and experience all of the dimensions ask to be protected ask for the holy spirit to be your guide um, as long as you set that intention that, listen, nothing negative gets to, to approach me, only love and light, only only beings that have my greatest good in mind. Yeah. I started off with that. So if That's it is good. something that may be scary or fearful or grotesque or whatever, if it has my greatest good in mind, if it has a message, I don't want to judge it on its appearance or anything. Yeah. Right. I just want to be open to the conversation to be taught. Uh, and it has to pass through that veil that we set. And that veil is it is the Holy Spirit who's your comforter. He's your protector, protector, leader, guider. And you can you can trust that you can take that to the bank. And I've never had on right. this side of what I am now. I've never had any bad or scary encounters in that. I've had some breathtaking, beautiful encounters, some some that made me think some that rock me to my core and I come back in tears weeping like a baby because of the beauty and the majesty or the self-reflection or the the love that I received that I needed for myself that I found in that place whatever you need is in that place yeah I always tell that that's beautiful because I it's I love the way you're explaining it and it's a lot of like um it's a parallel with like what I learned from my um I don't want to say my my biggest mentor wasn't a witch but she she still believed in God, but she, people thought she was a witch um, because she did work with other um, pantheons. So she did work with goddesses and gods and animal spirits. So she didn't, she wasn't Christian, but she wasn't ready to say she was a witch. Mm-hmm. So um, she explained a lot of that same stuff and just learning, um, just learning like just trial and error for me. But yes, I tell people, you know, it's an access point. Your dream is an access point to other realms. But what you said is um, what I tell people is you are just as vast inward as the universe is outward. So we could definitely talk about this all night, but we're going to get to the book of Daniel because already 38 minutes in. Um, and I want to I want to point somebody out and I want to thank everybody that joined us in the feed. I saw spaghetti there. I know he's gone. Benji just left. Um, Laura. Carolina is the person that I actually recommended the book to. I see primetime in there. Alien girl. Hello, Nikki. She's out to a lot of these people were in and out just to say hi. But Carolina was um, she's Catholic and she started having these extraterrestrial experiences and kind of like questioning. And I feel like when people get an experience like that, because it's not automatically recognizable in the Bible, um, they kind of freak out a little. So I was like, I recommended your Mm -hmm. book to her. And she's saying here that she's 
she's loving it. She's addicted to your book. And she says she's working through the dream stuff. And this book is amazing. And it's everything. So I just wanted to point that out. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. So, um, yeah, I've had a lot of people since I just like posted the picture of your book um, asking about it. It's got so. a nice cover. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, pretty. <laughs> it's got the soft colors and it's got the cool guy. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. yeah. It's great. So um, thank you, Caroline, for coming. I was hoping you would show up. Um, she says you're very wise. <laughs> so let's talk about Daniel because I've been dying to talk about Daniel. Every time I bring it up, brought it up to like one of my pastors um, when I was going to church, they were just kind of like, oh yeah, he did all the stuff. It's cool. The lion. <laughs> but I feel like it is so much. That is the one book I could say spoke to me. The beginning of Genesis to me is so beautiful. Like I could listen to like the first part of Genesis like over and over again. It's just so mystical. And then knowing about sacred geometry, it's basically explaining the same thing all the way up to Metatron's cube. Um, but so Daniel, how would you explain Daniel to somebody that's never read Daniel? Like, how would you explain Daniel um, at the beginning of his journey versus the end of his journey? Not the end of his journey, but the end of the yeah. journey. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, what Daniel represents is uh, choosing the right hand path is choosing choosing good cho choosing to use his gifts and abilities for the light and it, it came back to serve him him and joseph and he was able to interpret dreams he was able to explore in in those those realms and and he was able to get those epiphanies or downloads like on command what other people had to to study and research and toil and try to even make up stuff like daniel like instantly knew it because it would just it, it resonated within his spirit and I think that, that, you know, much like us, like it was because of the life that he lived. It was because of his devotion that things come full circle. You know, he was a, he was a man that was devoted to this path or, or, to, or to the uh, inner inner journey. And the inner journey is the inner dialogue. It is to, to talk to yourself. It is the rational mind. Again, animals don't do that. Daniel was submitted to that. So when it was time, like, should I lie? to the you know the pharaoh should should i lie to the king or should i tell him the truth if i tell him the truth he might kill me right because it wasn't a good dream he got to repent he got to he got to get rid of some people in his life right and so there's those warnings and so it's like you know what i'm going to tell him the truth even though it might cost me my head listen i give my head for for uh integrity for truth and for honor and so he was a, he was a man of honor and so him being able to do that obviously in the end came back to 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 serve him your sins will find you out when you lie or try to cover the truth or do things in darkness it always comes back to bite you so when they essentially had a, a showdown with all of the magicians and the you know the the um the people who practice magic and the dream interpreters daniel destroyed them hands down with with knowledge and with wisdom and information because he held it in such a high regard he held the truth in such and in more of a, a higher regard than he held money or he held his reputation or even he held his life that he would give his life for that and i think that that serves as an example of of, of how we should handle and use these gifts as well with integrity it goes hand to hand for me and i know it doesn't in general because you can use these gifts and manipulate right. people you can drain people out of their money you can do so much with them oh. but for me 
it goes it goes hand in hand with integrity now i will say being submitted to that journey there's levels on your integrity things that you were able to do at level three you can't do at level 16. you got to drop that at the next level and there's things you can't take with you and that comes with your with your integrity that comes with your ability to interpret dreams or your ability to um make something happen to even be a bridge or what i would call a shaman one was able to go into the dream state and bring stuff out of it and birth it into this reality and we all have the power to do that and i would say use that in righteousness use that with integrity because it is it, it it and it has consequences right you would you know what if you brought something negative into this realm and listen we do all of us do and we have done it even unknowingly oh yes right mm-hmm. visions that became reality dreams that became reality that weren't that were essentially nightmares mm-hmm. because we thought about them we gave them energy and we birthed them into this existence and so i think daniel represents using those using the dream state using magic um for the light and using it for good which is using it with integrity absolutely and he was very gifted but you're right he i at the beginning he was like kind of him and his friends were kind of thrown into this situation and they were like he knew that if he became one of them he would lose part of himself and this is the part where they're they're having the feast right and he's like i'm not eating um your food. Mm-hmm. Um, I will only eat vegetables, basically. And then his friends started doing it too. And I just, I just, this whole, I swear God was like, just read this book because you're not listening. So when yeah. I read that book, I, I found somebody to identify with. Um, then he has the whole, the whole angelic visitation in there. It's just very, um, I found that book after, or he showed me that book after I lost my brother again, because mm-hmm. I've always been close to that book, um, the book of Daniel. But after my brother passed, I had a visitation. And right now I'm kind of confused about the visitation. Like I've always called every visitation with a good being an angel and every other um, challenging visitation, it was either a, like a gray or a demon or maybe like both merged together. So then now I'm like, these dreams have a purpose and they're showing me these things for a reason, but the whole angel thing it took me back to the book of Daniel when he's talking, yeah. you know, that there's angelic, angelic visitations in there. There's that super trippy part where like, there's like an invisible hand writing a message in the wall. <laughs> like it is such a, a weird book in a cool way. It's a very cool book. Like even if yeah. you're a Christian, they should definitely read it. Um, and like you said, like sticking to all that, basically they survived so much. Like you said, like he wouldn't lie to the, the emperor or the Pharaoh or he would lie to him because people would lie because they were afraid for their life. Well, he didn't care. He was telling the truth, but he took steps to do that. Like you said, um, know yourself. And he was committed to himself and his own integrity and his, um, the way he served God. So we yeah. all have to learn from that, whether you're, uh, you know, Christian or not, um, you have to be in alignment with the highest good. Yeah. And I think it, I think it serves also to, uh, to keep that passion alive, you know, for your gift. And for the thing that you do, the thing that brought you, you know, you know why you got started, you know, because stuff comes, stuff happens, man. Stuff comes up, and you, you, you get burnt out and stuff. And he, and and people sell out in the midst of getting burnt out. And he didn't do it, you know. He kept, he kept that 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 integrity, uh, integrity, and he didn't sell out for the almighty dollar in that. And um, and also, you know, you you know, talking about the angelic contact. You know, I wrote about that in the book about yeah. having a time of like 
separation to to separate yourself to learn and to uh to um you know he got his diet under control you know they would he wouldn't eat the, the king's meat that was you know unclean food and it was sacrificed to idols and all that kind of stuff and he's like no nah, we're not going to eat it and so he went on on a fast where he ate only fruits and and um and vegetables and at the end of so many days i think it was 21 days or whatever um him and his his friends were all they looked better and they were stronger than all of the 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 uh, king's the king's army and they they were more fit but in the process of that him taking care of his body and him separating himself like he i think he opened up himself for for angelic communication to be approached by angels cuz again if you're dealing with the, the the lower nature heavy stuff and um that that was a, that's a picture of it you know he wasn't he didn't have those encounters and um but he held it in, in high regard and separated himself for a period of time and the angels approached him gabriel came to him and brought a message to him really about his destiny yeah. and what he was to go on to do and so i think that if you're looking for for answers if you're looking to uh to see what the next thing is that you need to do or figure out what the first thing is that you need to do i think that separating yourself through prayer and through fasting and just through through um it's contemplation you know it is that going in and trying to figure out okay what is the next step you're at least asking the question which is more than you know probably 90 percent of the people who are just on autopilot so even if you're trying to figure out the next move good and even if you don't know it the idea the fact is that you you know that you don't know so therefore you know you need to find out yes so the, that very fact that you're aware is so is so big you're watchful you know yourself and you know that something's got to happen so you're in a good place and in the dreams and visions and visitations it all helps so there is also i wanted to ask you and i have it in my notes because i was um about things i wanted to ask you that i haven't really been able to ask anybody else um and in the spirituality i don't really have one spirituality um which is kind of complicates things, obviously. I've just, I I know I'm lacking like a faith in a certain way. Mm -hmm. So I tend to, and I tell other people like your body is your most important spiritual tool or magical tool because that your body is connected directly to the divine. So um, I talk to people a lot in the dream class that I taught about herbs, um, like blue lotus, uh, mugwort, and there's even some speculation about some of the oils in the Bible, whether it contained uh, cannabis or not. Mm -hmm. um, these plants, like I try to explain, um, and I think that this is kind of what pulled me away from like God um, at first, is that they were just like, no, like you can't use any of that. That's witchcraft. But I was never using it to hurt people. I was using the plant. This is another thing I believe the plant has like a its own spirit so mm -hmm. how can i rationalize that with the bible i don't know you probably know more than me but like i think that they definitely the plants can help you um elevate your vibration kind of until you realize you don't need the plants to elevate your vibration or are they a stepping stool in your mind to like a get higher in vibration little by little or what what is your thought on like medicinal herbs or herbs to enhance dreams and essential oils and that sort of thing yeah no, it's all all very very powerful, and I think a lot of it is uh, biblical. You know, the the priests would burn incense, and 
We know what happens when you burn incense or use essential oils. What happens if you put lavender on or you put lavender on you, on your chest or, you know, have, put it in a diffuser. You be, you get tired. It helps you sleep. Lavender and so, so many other, um, you know, purposes for that. And so the priest, the priest would, would, would use those things. And it would, what it did is it would help them get into the trance state. It would help them relax when it's time to tap in. There's different resins and even frankincense with that, you know, frankincense and myrrh with yeah. what they, they brought Christ when he was born, you yeah. know, those like, you know, the healing properties that are, that are in that stuff. And even, even myrrh, it has um, uh, a, a numbing effect to it. You know, uh, there's so many different properties in, you know, these plants and these, these medicines and, and God gave them to us for medicines and, you know, to, to ingest them and to, uh, you know, to, to help us and, and all of that. So, but even not, not just for, you know, medical purposes, but for spiritual purposes as well. Again, it's going to relax you. The Bible is big on going into trances. Like it, they, it's from Genesis revelation. It talks about going into trances and, Literally, when you when you're when you go to sleep, you're going into a trance, you know, um, when you go into meditation, you're going into a trance. And so it's to tap into that trance state and allow God to speak to you. And so there's different herbs and different things that when we smell it, we get relaxed and it's easy to yeah. tap in. And, and the Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made. God knows that what happens to our body when we ingest certain things or we smell certain things. And so, you know, we, we have this cohabitation with them, you know, they, they are here to help. So plants, incense, even they would burn incense to, to, uh, uh, um, offer their prayers to heaven. And as the incense would rise and the smoke would rise, they would offer their prayers. I mean, the Catholics, you know, still do this ritualistically, you know, so not only, you know, incense, but crystals, even, uh, uh, that was my uh, next question. So the high priest, you know, use crystals and all that kind of stuff. So, yeah, I do believe that that there is an, an intelligence behind everything, everything that's alive, everything that's living. Right. Everything is uh, a um, sentient being, you know, everything that can communicate because there's a relationship. Now, in the New Testament, it talks about the rudiment or base elements of the world. And what it's talking about is the elementals. Elementals right. are the beings that govern, govern <laughs> the different kingdoms, you know. And so they're they're over the water, the air, the fire, the wind, and all of this. And so there's different beings and there's different rankings of of entities. And I think that it go it, it gets as small as microscopic entities as well that are uh, even molecules and on the, the the you know the table of elements that yeah. they're um, single in and of themselves, but they come together and then they formulate and create different things as far as matter is concerned yeah, on absolutely. the earth. And when you break those down and add them and, and you get a different being because they're all coming together, just right. like us, when we're by ourselves, we're, we're one organism or individual, but when we come together, we formulate a body. Literally the Bible says we are the body of Christ as we come together. Some are the the hands, some are the feet, some are the fingers, some are the eyes, and you you have different functions. The same thing with the elements on a microscopic level. So yeah, we are we are in tune with them, and we need to to learn how to work with them instead of working against them. And uh, it changes everything when you get into the minerals, 
into mm-hmm. to all of it. There's a I would say there's a there's a holy war going on on our bodies and over our bodies as if this is the holy land that they're fighting for dominance. Right. We got a war going on within us, but it's also going on outside of us as well and on us. So, you know, microscopic organisms. And if you wash your hair or or you yes. know, take medicine, you know what I'm saying? You're killing these these uh, um, invading entities or nations or viruses that are trying to trying to take you over. So um, life consumes life. Life is everywhere. And so to be aware of that is to be uh, is to, to enter into contemplation and to enter into contemplation is to enter into conversation or dialogue with such entities. Now, if you're eating or burning incense, you can burn it and it's nothing. I don't I don't feel that way, but your intention's right. not there. You're aware you exactly. haven't had that revelation. You haven't said hello. Are you there? Do that to a, a flame. Put the intention into the flame of a candle. Speak to it and ask it is is, is it alive? Ask it if it can grow. Put your hand oh, above yeah. it and ask it if it can come up. Listen, hey, you want your mind blown about your relationship with the elements and those things around you? The candle, um, working with the flame, I do that. Um, mm-hmm. And you can, it's, it's uh, and, and I don't know if you call it this, but elemental manipulation or working with the elementals to manipulate um, different, like the bait, like the, you know, the traditional um, alchemical, alchemical elements like earth, air, fire, water. Mm-hmm. Your relationship with the the fire. I'm not a pyro. I think I am a little bit, but like <laughs> because I'm like right here with my camera, my my uh, you know candles doing this, and I'm I'm a Sui Reiki master, so I learn how to like work with like that energy, my own energy, and I've taken all sorts of weird healing type classes, um, but all energy work because I'm fascinated with like the teeny tiny, and you know I'm that's why people. Are, that's how I came up with like the whole quantum witch thing because like, are you a green witch? Are yeah. you a Wiccan? Are you this witch? Are you that witch? I'm like, I'm fucking energy. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm quantum. And so are you. And um, so it just all, that's the most simplest way to say that I'm all of it. Um, but in accordance with the highest good of humanity for me and um, very much love, like I don't manipulate people. Not anymore. I went through that all that shit in Vegas and trust me, I paid for it. <laughs> I had a little um, a visit with the Archangel Michael and he was like, he showed me one horrible night in Vegas where I should have died. And he was fighting off these beings, hmm. the demonic entities, shadowy, yucky, sticky type things. And of course, I'm sure that's just how it was being shown to me to understand it. But um, yes, I just totally understand <laughs> that, you know, your intention is everything. Mm-hmm. And, with, and that goes with the elements. People do it with incense. I've seen people pull the incense up like this, and I haven't been able to do that one yet. But it, yeah, he's right, guys. Play with some fire in a safe way. <laughs> but you can use the flame to help um, meditate too, right? Because people do almost like sun gazing, but with the flame. Yeah, fire gazing. Mm-hmm. Fire gazing. Because I know sun gazing is you go out early hours in the morning and you get the downloads that way. Yes. Um. So I feel like a lot of this is synonymous and I've studied many paths. So I know it's synonymous. So how are you able to knowing everything that, you know, if you know a lot of different types of belief systems, what finally made you say, um, what, what made you pick being a Christian mystic over being 
a witch or a shaman. And I believe that everybody has a little bit, all of us, all of that in it, but where did your dedication come from? Yeah. Because I'm very I, jealous of people like you that, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, well, I think, things, I think I you hit it on the head though, is to know that there's a little bit of all of it in, in that path, you know? And so the thing is we got to get out of what those other people have said and what other people have called it. And so that's put us in, into you know bondage or an idea that that wasn't even a real idea to begin with you know god doesn't speak through dreams and then here you go okay well maybe it's the devil that speaks through dreams and maybe i need to join a satanist cult because i'm right. getting spoke to in my dreams like who shut that door that you know yeah. who was the final authority on that so for me um right it's just to be able to have the, the contrast and i came to to christ in the midst of an emergency, you know, and I had been a Christian before and I knew about the love and the bliss and the grace and the peace and the joy. And I needed it. I was the opposite of that. I was madness, schizophrenia, um, you name it. Just I was going to have to be on drugs and put in a straitjacket. So oh, yeah. that, that that was the contrast for me. And it still is the contrast like that. Like that, that's a timeline that still exists. If I oh, make yeah. a said amount of uh, choices or don't do the inner dialogue or just you know act off an of instinct i can be in that easily so i know that that it is uh, that i have a high calling and i have a you know it's it's delicate and and uh, every every move and every decision and every thought comes into play and that's the mindfulness that's the contemplation but that's how we ascend like you have to be going through that and we get to go through that because early on i didn't i thought right. hey i need money steal that money sitting on the table like I still get to places where I need money and I see money sitting on the table. Nah, it's not mine. Hey, somebody dropped $20. You know what I'm saying? So you grow and you learn because you got to give that same $20 back. You can look at the God's a blessing or you stole it. You know what I'm saying? Like the universe, like this law of sowing and reaping. If you, so right. all of these quantum rules, the, um, what do you want to call it? Like hermeticism and, yeah, and, and law of attraction and laws of physics. Listen, that's all like it's all real. And, and the Bible is full of it. The the place where they tricked us is to tell us that the Bible didn't have any of it. When I've said the Bible's got the majority of it, of all of it, of talking to spirits, of traveling to different dimensions of. I mean, you read my book. I try to yeah. cover it all. And I think the Bible is one of the most you know amazing books on alchemy and having this process books on the paranormal even and even a little bit of etiquette on it like not just a book on paranormal but hey be careful when you do it because you got to watch yeah. out for a couple there's malevolent spirits that want to possess you they want to drain your auric field and, spirits right and this um, it's it it's a uh ancient book this isn't no new book most of the stuff now I, i'm a i like the old stuff most yeah. stuff now like it comes off it comes from something that existed from someplace before and so that for me as a seeker, I like to find out where it came from. Like, okay, where did this idea come from? Who came up with it first? Was it from the Bible or was it from the Bhagavad Gita? Was it yeah. from yes. witchcraft? And how did they get it? And oh, or, well, Solomon was trained yeah. amongst, you know, some of these people and dabbled and Abraham was a, and you know, the, the Persian sun cults and, you know, everybody had a background. Yeah. So the Bible gives you an overview of a lot of stuff and it doesn't specialize in it. You have to go up on your own free will to go and study. The Bible is going to give you an overview on crystals. Wow. It's going to give you an overview on a lot of stuff, but it's not going to plainly tell you how to do it. Now, you may have to look around and see how the Native Americans did it and how these people did it and those people did it and take notes 
and say, okay, yeah, they did it, but it came back to bite them on the butt. Wow, they did it, and it flour and it flourished. They flourished in every area of their life. Got blessed because they did this, and so find out what works. Take notes and uh, and apply it. And I guarantee you, for me, it was something that I had to find in the Bible first. Like I had to find some type of biblical representation of crystals, some type of biblical representation of, uh, you know burning sage or lotus or whatever the case is and i love blue lotus by the way um you know so so many things that that you'll find in there and and that is also on a it's really an exoteric level because it's an outer you know you you know what you read is what you get oh wow they burned the incense and they prayed cool let's burn incense and pray but to go into like the metaphysical layers of it and to to look at the nuance and to to be enlightened or illuminated with the Holy Spirit where you're starting to read between the lines and, and words that are being used and that have several meanings and and God is pulling you into that text and that text is alive. Like the the the, the Bible, it, it's alive and, sh- and living and it communicates with you. And it it's the one that reminds you in the dream state, the Holy Spirit uses the word, the word of God. Now the Bible is the written word, but it was it was the vibration, it was the sound that existed before earth w- was here. And now we have the written word, which was the law, which was like, hey, we need some order. Do Stop stealing, stop mm-hmm. lying, stop cheating. Those people were a bit primitive. They had to be told not to steal. Now we have the Holy Spirit. Now we're ascending even as a people, you know, more than, than, than they were. And, um, and now we know better. We get to rationalize. We don't have to be told don't steal. You know, when you you know you're doing something that you're not supposed to do. Your conscience bears witness with that. The Holy Spirit speaks to our conscience. So that's that's the whole thing of just being taught by the Holy Spirit and through the scriptures and through again, I talk about the word of God, which is the vibration that speaks to our hearts. But it's also the written word. There's there's so much hidden and embedded and it's magic in there that you can't unlock it by forcing it or trying to put a key in it. It's unlocked by being open and being honest with yourself and asking for illumination because that book is light and you can't read it if your soul is in darkness unless you're you're you show up needing some light in your life. But trying to break in like a thief and a robber and try to find the mystic, the mysteries of the Bible. No, you won't get it. You will not be able to understand it. You're going to make fun of Christians. You're going to look at them as less than. You don't get the mysteries that are hidden within the text unless you're illuminated. And if you do, yeah, you'll get it in the Bible, but you're going to get it in all other walks of life as well. In all books, the cat in the hat even. God will speak to you through everything. Once you know that God, God's voice speaks through all things as that vibration that's, that quickens our spirit. And it speaks to the, the word, which is, yes, the written word, which is the scriptures. It's a different, it's a magical book. But also Jesus became the vibrational word of God, the sound, and also the written word of the Bible. It, became, it turned into a person and it dwelt amongst us and it walked around. So it's the, the voice and the vibration or the love of God that became a person and dwelt amongst men. And gave and, and and showed us an example of how to live and how to love and how to forgive. I was like, man, you're gonna forgive them after that. Let's go to war with them. Yeah. No, what are you talking about? I'm trying to ascend. 
that's what I tell people. I have a friend, you know, she's, I try to tell her like, you can't do this because if you come back, like that person that you're not healing things with, and this happens to me a lot, like people have falling outs. So we're all human. We're going to disagree. But I always try to fix things. And one of my friends is like, why do you even bother? And I'm like, because I don't want, first of all, I don't want to give birth to this person in another life because <laughs> then I won't, I'll have to deal with them. Um, there's, if you're going to deal with that energy or that person or that soul in another timeline, I guess, or another life even in another way, even on this earth. So um, yeah, I'm very, very careful. I, I try to tell people to like, you have to fix that bullshit with your best friend that you had the falling out with as painful as it might be you both need the healing. And if that person doesn't come into alignment with what you're projecting out, then you try, you put the energy out there to do better. Um, and they didn't meet the alignment. So yes, I, I believe that all that collects, but the way you're explaining the Bible, I've never heard anybody explain it that way. I've never heard anybody explain it as kind of like, um, how you said it has everything in it and you can see it all. It's kind of like, yeah kind of like opening up like the universe or like timelines and when yeah. you're talking getting this vision of just looking at the bible and these like words are turning gold and kind of like lighting up to show people things yeah. um so uh, that's just um i just get like pictures in my head so whatever you're looking for or again when you go into that that place of prayer and contemplation that i talked about the void and whatever you need shows up for you in that place of, of meditation the same thing happens when your heart's open and you read the scriptures so you're having a whole you're having that deep spiritual counter encounter in the void and you're having it as you're reading and you're have you're having it in in the waking state once you leave there because what you start in those places god continues that conversation in and the open and, and that's the, yeah that's where synchronicity comes into place of stuff that you've been thinking about god knows what you're thinking he's trying to show you hey I'm why I got billboards and TV shows and phone numbers and 333 and 1111. All of these things are lining up and he's get, trying to get your attention like, hey, you're now lucid in the dream, my friend. Wake up. Wake yeah. up. It's crazy because I hear a voice. Um, Not like it's, nobody. Well, it sounds like your voice. Yeah. Or it's like a like like, you know, like somebody's saying it's not audible, but you know, it's yeah. a message coming into your brain. That's not yours. Um, for the longest time, um, I was almost being coached. Um, as I closed my eyes, they would say, watch the darkness behind your eyes, just walk and breathe. And that was like my first like lesson, um, to start controlling the dreaming and but that's basically what you said is, you know, meditation and intention. And then from there, it would tell me, um, you know, what do you want to dream about, basically? And I'm trying to teach mm -hmm. this to my son. I have a four-year-old that has very, he has the dream walking gift is what um, I've learned, um, been told it was. So everybody has, it, like you said, but some people are here to have it first to teach other people. He's four and the things that he dreams about, as weird as I am, I don't project things on him um, purposely, obviously. But yeah, he, I'm trying to teach him that because he'll go to sleep saying, I'm going to have a nightmare. I'm going to have a nightmare. And it's that intent. I'm like, we don't talk about what do you want to dream about? And he'll be like, oh, I want to dream about getting a goal in soccer and everybody's yelling my name. You know, like, so I'm like, good, let's think about that because I don't want to scare him, but I don't want to be like, how do you tell a four-year-old, listen, you're going to dream, you're going to dream about the monsters 
and they're gonna come like that might scare him more even though it's true like yeah. <laughs> i struggle um you know like i had to figure this out myself so i didn't have the gentle parenting um for my mom and my dad was not present so they're coming don't let them get you in the dream yes. i watched freddy cougar one too many times <laughs> exactly or like it's funny it's like just the stuff he dreams about i'm like who are you? Like, you, you're supposed to forget this and come back into Earth fresh, but I guess not. Yeah, um, another thing, um, Carolina has a question. I know we're a little bit over, but can you take two questions? Sure. Okay, so Carolina's question um, says, True Seeker, where in the Bible do you think we can find the true message out of all books? So I think is she asking? Um, yeah. Um, it's hard to say. Um, I would say... I always point people to Matthew. I just, you know, reading the book of Matthew, just, you know, it's the beginning of the New Testament and uh, you get past the genealogy stuff, which is the first oh, chapter. God, pages and pages. <laughs> yeah, if you can get past that and, or just skip it or just plow through it, because if you're first time reading the Bible and you pick it up and <laughs> truth seekers that started Matthew and Abraham right. begot Jacob, Jacob oh, begot my God. Like, like, so like, like yeah. <laughs> It's kind of hard. But, you know, I think that, you know, it has the gospel in it. It has the life of Christ and him loving his enemies and him te teaching us not to worry and teaching us how to pray and teaching us how to commune and not just teaching us, but showing us. And, and there's so many like hidden, hidden stuff in there too. Once you're illuminated, you can get a lot of gems that are hidden from the, the masses, but, but are revealed to, he shares his secrets with his sons and daughters, right? If you, you have to, you know, be proven, uh, uh, worthy to carry that stuff and so there's in between a lot of that stuff there's a lot of secrets too so just because you read something one time or be, oh i read the bible when i was 10 or i read the bible yeah, three times listen it, it ain't until you, <laughs> you read it that fourth time until you're reading you're literally reading a different book you're reading a different book yeah. everything means something totally different than it mean meant to you because you didn't have the download you didn't have you didn't have the life experience of of half of the stuff they're even talking about that probably doesn't start to your you know at certain ages right and um but you know the whole the whole you know book is is amazing right and i would say just before you read just ask god you know what he wants to show you and just be open lord speak to my heart what i need for today give me this day my daily bread not something for tomorrow not something for next week but something for today and and god knows what we're going through and he knows how to you know, lead us to certain places and make it and make it make sense to us. It, it won't make sense to anybody else, but exactly what you need for that moment. That's that's the beautiful thing about the scriptures. That's um, that's awesome. I never because I've been kind of wanting to reread it from like where I am now um, versus being this might kind of be backwards, but being a devout Christian, like when I met my husband, like his nickname behind my back was church girl. Now, I was still reading tarot cards and talking to spirits and alien visitations or whatever, but I was very, I was going to church like four days a week because I wanted, I needed God in my life at that moment. Mm -hmm. So that I need to read it now that I understand a little bit more about honestly myself and how like the world is. I was reading it then to try to like obey and put myself like in check versus now I want to learn to grow myself and other people mm -hmm. um, actually have the experience that I think I was looking for, but I was forcing it. Like you said, you can't force it. So yes, thank you for that outlook. That was yeah. a great question. Um, 
somebody asked about the book of Enoch and this was going to be my final question to um, Apocrypha, which one, and I love the book of Enoch. It's so freaking cool. Is it one that you would recommend as Apocrypha go or would you, what Apocrypha, oh my God, I can't say the word, Apocryphal book would you recommend for somebody that is seeking um, something? Because like the Apocrypha, they're a little more esoteric, I believe, um, from what I've, the ones I've read. So yeah. what do you recommend? Um, I know a lot of people like the book of Enoch, but is that where you go? And if if it is Enoch, then why? Or if it's something else? Yeah. Why? Enoch was probably one of the first ones that I read. Um, books that were, um, I wouldn't say it was taken out, but it was it was a manuscript or at least something similar that the early church had. And and um, and there's a lot of prophecies about uh, Christ and in the spirit world. So for me, it, it was Enoch to go to first. So it's not in the Apocrypha. The Apocrypha is 14 books that were in okay. the original King James Version. Oh, okay. In the 1611. In 1611, the, the books that were printed, they had 14 extra books, but then they were taken out. I don't know if they just thought it was extra or it wasn't cohesive or it was just too much because they had so many, they had so much, right. so many writings from these guys. So they had to, you know, put it in some a place where people, people can contain it. But um, the, the Catholics still use the Apocrypha in their in their uh, Bibles. Um, even the Ethiopian Bible has the book of Adam and Eve in it, right? There's other books and stuff, and there's so many more. But um, the book of Enoch is not in that 14 books, though. I'll say that. But Enoch is a great place to start, for sure. It's uh, For me, it was something that being a student of the spirit world and trying to understand uh, how spirits work and operate and and uh, get an understanding biblically uh, uh you can't really understand the bible unless you read enoch there's stuff in enoch that that you need so enoch is a good one and uh, whether you want to read the whole book or for me i i, I brag on the first like 17 chapters because those yeah. are the really ones that talk about how the angels came down and and dealt with mankind and those kind of things and, and go back. But also I'll throw you another one in there besides the 14 of the Apocrypha, the one that's Enoch, but another one is the Testament of Solomon, the uh, Testament of Solomon, to read that one, which is really good. And there's so much more that you'll understand. You'll understand the Bible better reading those books. It, it talks about stuff that, uh, um, that's mentioned of in the Bible, but you don't have any context. You know, it talks about, you know, we all heard about the, the, the prince of demons and most Christians think that's Satan, you know, yeah. but no, the prince of demons name is Beelzebub, the name that oh. should not be Beelzebub or Beelzebub. And so we don't know where that comes from because it's mentioned of once in the, in the scripture and it's Lord of the flies, but it's mentioned of in the Testament of Solomon and, uh, and how Solomon was given the ring, the, uh, was insane. Uh, yeah, that's an insane five-pointed five star, the pentagram, and it was a symbol of protection that exactly. God gave him, gifted him with. Michael brought it to him, and it gave right. him authority and protection against demons. That he was able to take authority over the demons. So, it's a short read, but it's a really good one. So, I'd say yeah. the uh, the Testament of Solomon. Yeah, the whole pentagram thing. I feel like we could have like a whole two hours on. Uh, like symbols that people are that are very oh, yeah. misconstrued, especially the pentagram. Um, well, the, the same thing that works for symbols is the same thing that works for dreams that we didn't cover. Again, of trying to interpret your dreams and figure them, figuring them out. Like those signs and symbols mean different things to different people. You know, somebody yeah. could come to me, hey, true seek, I had a dream about a, a, a lion was chasing me. Right. What does it mean? 
You have to ask yourself what it means. <laughs> what do you think lions are? Because the because I, I try to interpret them through a, a biblical lens too, but it could it also works off of your fears. Right. Like, are you scared of lions? You know, because um, yeah. you have the, the the Bible says that Satan roams the earth like a roaring lion seeking oh, who, he, okay. who he may devour. So <laughs> for people who know that verse and a lion's chasing them, this is th their enemy. This is their demise. This is their accusers. This is, you know, their end that's lurking, trying to get them. But for, uh, but for other people, the Bible says that the lion of Judah, Jesus is the lion of the yeah. tribe of Judah, the conquering lion that will break every chain. Right. And so, I don't know. What does it mean to you? So we have right. to interpret it even more and break it down and look at those signs and symbols because nothing in and of itself Absolutely. is good or evil. Absolutely. Not even Jesus. They they came up to Jesus and they would say, hey, you, you, you're, you're a good master. You're a good teacher. Thank you for your goodness. It's like, wait, what, what are you? I'm not yeah. good. There's only one good right. and that's God. So he even equated himself to say, hey, listen, I have the ability to I have to choose just like you have to choose versus like putting me on a pedestal and calling him good right. or calling him God. Like he understood that it was choices that even he was, he passed every test. He went through the alchemical process and passed it in a, in literally received his light right. body and ascended. And we're on that same path as well. Yeah. I need a whole, I need to know what Jesus was doing in the desert. I just need to talk to him be like, tell me what happened. Like, <laughs> I want to read that one. So thank you so much for answering all the questions. Can you hang around for like one minute afterwards? Sure thing. Okay. But I'm going to tell everybody, thank you. Thank you, Carolina. Thanks, Jake. Linda, thank you so much. I saw your comment under there. You're not a witch. You're a healer. I do resonate with that. Thank you so much. Richie, everybody that joined and everybody that is watching this later, you definitely need this book in your life. Um, I read a lot of different spirituality books, and this is one that I'm definitely going to recommend for people that just are like, where do I start? You could start here because even even if somebody it's just it's really good. It covers a little bit of everything. And we're waiting for part two already. OK, <laughs> we're waiting for volume two of this. I've been so writing like, a bunch. <laughs> where can they find you? I have your website in the description. So is that a link that's going to take everybody everywhere they need to go? Yeah, for the most part, there's so much stuff on there. A lot of it's hidden. You got to dig. But I'm on all the social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those cool places. So go to truthseeker.com. Check me out. Oh, and check him out on Spotify. If you want to like be deep out of nowhere when you're driving down the freeway, you're going to start questioning everything in a good way. And even I was listening to one of your songs one day and I had to turn it off because it was like making me contemplate my relationship with God. And then my head started getting light. I'm like, I need to turn this music, <laughs> like the song, next song, I need something more. Um, I go into it, take, his music will take you into that realm if you know how to, uh, if you're somebody that is easily transported between realms, then um, when you listen to his music, it might take you somewhere in a good way, not in a bad way, but it very, it, it really raises your vibration. There we go. That's what I was trying to say. <laughs> so check him out, Spotify. You can get his book on Amazon, on his website. And thank you so much. Hang out for one more minute, sir, once I end the broadcast. And I hope to see, I will see you guys actually on Saturday on Witness Citizens Channel for Experiencer Week stuff. So our month, Experiencer Month. But hopefully see you guys soon. Have a blessed night.